I had a fucking truck. You know what I mean? I had yeah. clothing in the truck. But I'd say broke was, yeah, living inside my truck in Chicago for four months, um, playing my trumpet on the street for whatever change I could get so that I could eat. Right. And I can still say that if that's my version of broke, there's some guy walking around Chicago or maybe dead or whatever, yeah. or a guy here on, this, on, on Las Vegas walking around looking like a fucking sunburnt, crispy, yeah. you know, like chicken finger. Like the potato like, chip ah! that got, the french fry that yeah. got left in the fryer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that guy's version of broke is even less than that it's broke. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. I want to apologize for any chaos um, that you may feel coming through the podcast right now for me. Um, I just, I've got a new desk, so I'm slightly updating the office this cramped little office that katie and i have um it's not a new desk it's an old desk it was my grandfather's desk and because my dad finally sold his parents house oh is this the one that was sitting no that was your grandfather's couch, the couch sitting out right the back. yeah okay it was the couch yeah. okay so we brought Basically, the desk now we have the desk and the couch yes okay. yes uh so you know dad sold the house um so they had to get all the shit out of there and i'm i took the desk because it's a beautiful like mid-century modern danish piece of furniture i mean it's a solid beautiful desk um but i had to get rid of my old desk that i've had for 17 years and i wrote about it on littered ape wrote a little poem about it called i built you and you have served me well um but like i'm trying to reorganize everything and it's a slightly smaller desk and the drawers are different and i'm i'm just too fucking sensitive for this world man like i can't i can't handle this kind of shit I mean, the thing I think it's funny that you bring up that your desk is causing you anxiety and chaos oh. is that you live, is you live with a two-year-old and a fucking dog, yeah. and a and a woke wife. How 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 could you add any more chaos to that nonsense? Because here's the thing, Don, and that's a great question. The desk, as as you will read in my 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 post about the other desk, yeah. Yes. This is my place of control. The kid can't fuck with this shit. The dog can't fuck with this. Katie can't fuck with this. This is my space. All the organization within these drawers, on the desktop, this is all me. This is what I... I cannot control the dog. I cannot control the kid, and I cannot control the wife. But this is my place. This is mine. So I want to get it right. I need to find what feels good. So when I sit down at it, I too feel good. Jesus Christ. Deep shit, right? No, not that's deep. That's hard for you Just, to handle. That's intense. No, it's, it's yeah, totally that's not really intense. intense. It, I know. It's not intense and it's not deep. Really introspective. Jesus yeah. Christ, you just, what, what are you, why don't you start calling your fucking office a safe space, you fucking It is zoomer. a safe space. It's a safe space no. where we can, no, it's a safe space where we can use the C word and the R, no, I don't <laughs> <laughs> For a man who can't say cunt and retard, yeah. I'm pretty impressed that you said the C word and the R word. That like, was, give me a break. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm um, I'm excited about this <laughs> about this new adventure I'm about to embark well, on with my see, grandfather's old. 
you look at it as a big adventure. And I, the thing is, I, appre- I appreciate the fun of that, that new thing. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, it's you know, shake, I mean, th- shake things up a little I bit. Like, right? yeah, I like, it's fine. yeah, I like new shit. And, and part of my fun of new is, uh, like, I and mean, I think we've talked about this is that I like iPhone cases, mm-hmm. uh, because when I change my iPhone case, it's like, I got a brand new fucking brand new phone. phone. Yeah. You know, and so I have way more fucking iPhone cases than I need, but I don't care because I like them. So this is something that you wanted to talk about. Um, bigger, better, more. Well, we're, no, like, the, cause the thing. All right. This we're ta- is we're the talking thing. about stuff right now. Stuff that makes us feel Well, we're talking. About, it's not even stuff. Well, we're, that's what we're talking about right now. But uh, here's the thing. Last week uh, on my day off, uh, Dana and I, uh, you know, I looked at Dana and I realized I, you know, I haven't. You married, been on a you lot. married way out of your league. Oh, I knew, I've known that. Okay. I know that every single day. Um, no, I realized that because I've been working so hard at the casino, I haven't really been on the strip uh, since it reopened. Mm, yeah. You know, it reopened on June 4th, but I've been fucking sucked into the Wild Wild West, so I haven't really gone on the strip and, like, experienced any of the strip, right? Yeah. And so, and Dana does pretty frequently, but that's because she's not working, so she can go and hang out and see stuff and go to M resort and swim in their pool and this stuff. And I'm, I, I'm pretty much, I'm fucking going and working out and then writing. Damn and man. Then, she and then going and fuck, Yeah. And then going to the goddamn casino for Good a for thousand her. years. Yeah. And so it's like, and I said, I said, it's every goddamn fucking day. But I said, I said, you know, I'd like to spend a day on the strip. And, and I warned her, I said, you know, cause I have sort of my, my way of gambling, you know, cause she hates the idea of, gambling and losing money the way right. she gambles is she goes around and finds the empty you know the vouchers people have left behind for five cents or ten cents she calls it o- opm other people's money forget what and i then, said about you marrying out of your league you married a very clever raccoon yes yes i did marry a very clever raccoon yeah but uh so what I, my, my my policy is is that i i promised myself and this was sometime Ah, this is probably about a year ago. I just said, okay, I have to, if I'm going to live in Vegas, I have to learn to gamble and not lose, you know, my fucking rent money, you know, because I'm right. Irish and, and we tend to be addictive. And my tendency has, when I have gambled in the past, is to just blow through all my fucking money and go, what happened? Yeah. I, wait a minute. I don't even know. Like I had a guy, I had a guy at the casino, very angry, very angry at me. He was very angry at the machine. He was playing a buffalo machine, and he was counting the number of spins <laughs> that he was doing that he did not get a bonus. He hadn't got a bonus, and it was like over six hundred spins. He was really angry. It was something broken. It was cheating. It was cheating him because you know the, the law of averages says he should get some bonuses uh, sometime, right? That pesky law so of I, averages. So I went over and I, I said, "Well, let's take a look. Let you know. Let's maybe you're right. You know, because I had plenty of fucking time on hand because we don't have lots and lots of guests. I mean, we have right. decent business, but it's like, all right, I got nothing to kill. Yeah. So I walked over and said, let's look at it.' And, I, and part of the fun about the Buffalo is that I can replay." Like his last, I don't know, 100 games. Like yeah. I can show, I could like a video replay, you see his mini spins. So I start with 80. I said, let's watch some of your spins. And so we sit there for, it got to be 15 minutes watching all of these times he spun and lost money. And that's cracking me up because he's just losing he's like money. He's losing and it losing. again. Yeah. yeah, he's like, it's exactly, he's like losing it again. Yeah. 
And I went, wow, that is, un- you know, about 15 minutes. I said, that's really unusual that you didn't get a bonus. It's like I if said, this is your life was just replaying all of your failures. Just, yeah, just yeah. exactly. And so I said, well, let's look at the rules. I said, because uh, I don't recall there being a place that says that uh, you're guaranteed bonuses, but I'm sure you're right. So we turn off the video replay and we go into the rules. And we're reading it. And I said, read it with me. I mean, make sure you read it because I might miss something. And so we spent probably, you know, five full minutes just going through. I said, I didn't, I didn't see the part where it guarantees you bonuses. <laughs> Did you see that part? Because I missed it. He was like, well, it's not fair. And I went, and I, even though I had my mask on, I said, sir, you don't get bonuses and other people do get bonuses because it's called gambling. Yeah. He was not happy about my answer. And then oh, well, he gets up. I said, I would suggest if you're not having any luck with this machine, other players will move from machine to machine. Motherfucker moves to the very next machine. Five minutes later, a guy sits down, sits down right at the machine. He'd just been playing three spins in. He gets his bonus. And this guy is fucking furious because those are his bonuses. He yeah. stole my bonuses. And I said, well, what do you want me to do about it? He goes, tell him they're my bonuses. I said, no, I'll tell you what. You, if you can convince him that those are your bonuses, then I'm all for him giving them to you. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to go over and tell him he's got to give him. He doesn't. It's gambling. That's the whole point. So anyway, that's like the, uh, you know, I can't, I can't get this pickle jar open. I can't get the, can you try? Yeah. And then you try and you can't really get it. And then you get it back to me. And then I finally crack it open and you go, well, yeah. hell, I loosened it for you. I loosened it for you. That's uh, a lot of shit. Fuck off. Fuck off. So anyway, my, my policy about gambling is I'll take $20 in and that's all I'll play. Yeah. But what I do is if I, you know, I put my $20 in and I, I play, if it's blackjack, doesn't matter what I'm playing, $20. If I double, triple it, you know, like if, I, if all of a sudden I, I, I notice that I've got like $60, $70 now, I'm going to pull out my ticket. I'm going to cash it out. I'm going to take everything but the $20. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in my pocket. And I'm not going to touch it. Then I'm going to put the $20 in. And I will do that until I lose the $20. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I may have some money. So anyway, I told her, I said, I'm bringing $40 because I haven't, I mean, it, since, the, since we shut things down, I really haven't gambled at all. So right. I've got some I've got some money because of course me. you can even though you spend all day in a casino you cannot gamble while you're on the clock or even yeah, at that I, I don't think you can gamble I, at that property I can't at all. gamble I can't gamble at my own property. Can you gamble at any station? Yes, property. Yes, okay. Yes, I can. I okay. can. I just can't gamble at the property that I work at properly, right. and that's gotcha. fine. I think yeah. that's a perfectly fine rule. And so uh, yeah, don't fuck. So where we you would work. No, don't. No, what shit where you eat? Yeah, don't don't shit where you fuck. Don't fuck your shit. Don't fuck your shit. Whatever you do. Don't fuck your shit. Unless that's your thing. Like some people have furries. Danny K like to have people shit on a coffee table <laughs> over his face. That you always know. makes me laugh. Every, I grew up every, with a glass coffee table. Yeah. So every time I just picture Danny Thomas Can't, under Danny my Danny Thomas, kitchen, that's right. Under I my Danny K. My my family room table. So like yeah. we're just hanging out doing our thing, like normal Himmel stuff, nineteen eighty seven, and there's Danny Thomas <laughs> with some woman taking a jump on. <laughs> no, he liked men. He liked men taking a oh, shit. Oh, was it men? And would, yeah, and he would jerk off to the men taking a shit over his face. Well, that just changed the, the imagery now. Now it's me and my th- my two brothers. We're taking yeah. the shit on him, and he's jerking You're off to us. You're taking the shit, and he's jerking off to you. And my exactly. dad is like reading his Newsweek magazine, can't be bothered because it's the Smoking weekend. Smoking his and Bob Dobbs it. pipe. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, in his slippers. Right. Um, my, my three sins, sons with Uncle Charlie underneath the glass table watching the three sons <laughs> take a shit over his face, yes. 
So we decided to go. We went to New York, New York, because I'd never been to New York, New York. We decided that we were going to ride the roller coaster, because if you're not familiar with New York, New York, they actually have a fucking roller coaster that goes outside the entire, you know, like the whole structure, and that's kind of fun. So we decided to do that. Um, And so I sit down at the green machine, and the green machine is just basically, it's a buck of a spin. You can spin up to five bucks a spin. Whatever dollar amount it gives you, that's it. I mean, there's not like, there's no like, hey, it's got to be lined up. There's no slots. It's literally, if a dollar shows up in the spin, you get a dollar. If nothing shows up in the spin, you get nothing, right? So within, I want to say 10 minutes, all of a sudden, I've spent, I've rolled six times. So I'm down to $14. I mean, including the, then I've got the other 20 in my pocket, $14, and I hit 100 bucks. Nice. So I get 114 bucks. I cash out. I go get the cash. I put it in my pocket. I take the 20 out. We do some walking around. Dana's thrilled because I actually won some substantial, you know, not a million, you know, it's not like a jackpot. But I said, and, and she said, are you going to play that again? I said, no, because I've watched enough people gamble. Mm-hmm. And I've watched enough people lose their fucking ass that I know that the smart thing to do is I just hit, I didn't hit big, but I just won. I mean, I, I literally just quadrupled my investment right Mm -hmm. so on this machine so i'm not playing anymore on this machine at all that's fair because the psychology is i hit big i'm just going to keep throwing at it because i know it's going to pay out again it's never going to fucking pay out right Right. so then then we went over to the cash thing joe's favorite game and i thought i'll put in the i had 15 dollars, you know so i put that in joe joe janes joe janes when he was here he really became enamored of uh this this uh raining cash game where if you hit the spin then you punch the dollar bills as they float around right so i i did that and i walk away with another like 30 bucks in like in gains right so so i got like 50 bucks so i cashed that out this is like the longest math lesson i've ever received yeah but here's the point (laughs) there is a point to all this shit so I, I basically have I've, I've basically garnered 125 bucks, right? There we go. Yep. So we spend the rest of the day. We get some pizza and some <laughs> beers. We go down to uh, Luxor. We get some beers there. We ride the the roller coaster, which was 24 bucks. Yes, 12 bucks a piece. God you damn! Know? Is it really 12 bucks a fucking yeah. person to ride that and, thing? And, it's a fun then, roller coaster, but yeah. Jesus. And then we got then we got in the car. We went to uh, Banger Brewing on Fremont Street and got a couple of beers and a couple of growlers. Nice. Everything that we did that day was paid for out of that 125 dollars I won. Good job. Yeah. So literally, and so that to me, that's how you do Vegas because a lot of people think you have to have a lot of winnings to feel like you did it. No. I won just enough to pay for our day. Yeah. And I feel really good about that. And it got me to thinking about it. It's you like, feel like a man, don't you? Bigger. Well, I just feel like I was, I was smart. It's like bigger is not better. More is not really more. Is that we're just, I think as a society, we're just trained. Yeah. There's, I, I mean, first of all, you, you and Dana are, I, I've lo- since I've known you guys. I've thought that bigger is not better for you guys. I mean, I've, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. That if it's when the style, apocalypse yeah. happens, and I mean the absolute fucking like Walking Dead, there's no radio, there's no like we're on our fucking own back to basics, beginning of shit. The two of you is who I want to 
hook up with. I want you to be my family because yeah, because we don't have to survive this hell way. of a scavenger. You can make do on very little. Like you guys make this shit work. And I, you know, I, I've I just went through clearing out some shit in the office due to the, the new desk, and we just needed to like clean this place up. And you know, we're planning for a a move at some point when we find a house and thinking about all the stuff we have. And yeah, more is is not better. It's not. Be- I can remember my f- one of my first days in Las Vegas when I was in college. It was orientation, and I was in a group of, you know, I was in the hotel college at the time. And, you know, we did our orientation, and we walked around and saw everything. And then we were, like, in a, um, one of the, the lecture halls. And we were asked to go around the room, and there were maybe 20 of us, I don't know, um, go around the room and say, you know, your, your name, where you're from, what you want to do with your life, basically. What do you want to be when you grow up, basically? Yeah. In fact, I had a guy earlier that day ask me, he introduced himself, he said, hi, I'm Don Hall from wherever. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you I remember knew Don Hall before me? I did. You knew a Don Hall? Was he I the don't poet know what the his name was. It's just the name that I, I just oh, really that, liked. I've always liked that name. Well, there you go. It's uh, a yeah. nice name. I like my name. But I'm he asked me, like what do you want to right. be when you grow up? And I remember looking at him and thinking, I'm 18 years old. Not even a school hasn't even officially started yet. And I remember thinking, what do I want to be when I grow up? What are we, fucking seven? It was, I just thought it was a weird thing for an 18-year-old college freshman to ask another. Anyway, so we go uh, around. Yeah, the, that's we, not a bad question, I it's guess. It's not, but I just think that the phrasing was odd. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Not, you know, what's your major? What do you want to do with your major? I, I don't know. It just felt, it's just such a juvenile question. What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't think it's juvenile. I think that's actually a pretty good question. What kind of question? I mean, what should he have asked you? What's your major? What, oh, what's great. Your what do you five, plan to do with what's that? What's your five-year plan? No, I just told you. What's your major? What do you plan to do with that? And I still well, answer how him, is that any? How, I was saying, but how is that any better than what do you want to do when you grow up? It's not. I'm talking about the semantics of it. The what do you want to be when you grow up? Those words... Sound are great like words. What a seven-year-old? Would you ask a seven-year-old, or what we ask Harry, or it just so perhaps he saw you as a toddler or a dimwit. Well, then fuck Don Hall. There you go. That's all I'm saying. So we're in this. We're in this lecture. So what hall. do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I I don't know anymore, <coughs> and I'm afraid I might not ever grow up and and make it. I don't know. Well, so anyway, we go around. We go around the the lecture hall, and everybody they're like. Um, you know, I'm, I'm Don Hall from Chicago, and I want to own my own chain of restaurants. And I want to, I'm Cynthia Bukowski, and I, I want, I'm from Hawaii, and I want to own, uh, I want to be the CEO of Hilton, or you know, whatever. Like, and they go through all this stuff, and it's all like, and I want to be These are rich. the weirdest. These are the weirdest fucking people. I mean. Nobody wants to be a fire engine or a dog, <laughs> you know. Nobody right. wants to be a cowboy. Right. Everybody, I mean, it's like if well, I met if I no if I met a kid if I met a kid <laughs> and I said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and he says, "I want to be the vice president of marketing at Hilton," I would take this child and drown him because he's gonna his whole life is like is just not gonna go very well. well this ever. is exactly my point is that the question was tell us who you are where you're from and what you want to do with when your you life, grow up with your future it was not when you grow up because if that was the question i would have said i want to be a famous flautist you want to be a flautist which would have been a lie no i wanted to be a violinist come on 
Did you really want to be a violinist? No. When I the, the question, like, if you seriously ask me, like, what what young what boy boyhood David wanted to be when he grew up, I wanted to be a lawyer and a furrier because that's what my dad and my grandfather was. You wanted to be a lawyer and a furrier because that's what my that's what the my dad was like. That's so. Fuck, I don't know what. What did okay, you have you when you grew up? When you, I mean, when I'm you were sorry. five years old, I'm sorry. Si- when you were five years old, if somebody said, "I say I want to be a lawyer and a furrier," is no different, in my opinion, than saying I would like to own a chain of IHOPs. I'm like, what the fuck, okay. weird kid are you? That what you want is to be a lawyer and not just a lawyer, but a lawyer who's also a furrier. If you were to ask me when I was five years old, what did I want to be when I grew up? I said I would probably tell you I wanted to be underdog, you know, because I'm fucking five and I want to be a fucking superhero that has a cape. What the fuck kind of kid were you that you wanted to be a lawyer and a furrier at five? I was a fucking capitalist, Don, thinking about my future. I guess so. Jesus Christ, man. Planning for the America that required me to buy more shit. It required me to buy more shit. I needed to have money and stability See, so I could buy and more shit. Perhaps we have found a fundamental difference in how we were brought up because oh. I still, at 54, do not well, want to be the fucking vice president of marketing at fucking Hilton. Well, so here's what happened. They come to me, everybody, they go around the room, everybody says they want to be rich, they want to have lots of money, they want to own this, they want to own that, they want to start their own hotel chain that's bigger than Hyatt, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. It was all these like, Big, grand plans. Big, big grand plans, master plans. And and they get to me, and I'm like the last guy to go. And I said, uh, my name's David Himmel. I'm from Chicago. Um, being rich would be nice, but I, I, I'd be happy as long as I can afford a bowl of Cocoa Puffs each morning. So you lied. And then I sat down. No. You lied to be funny. No. No, 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 I did. David, David, I talk to you on the phone every week, and <laughs> half the time you're so goddamn tired from fucking working for this goddamn online company that you, you don't, you, it's like you're up until four o'clock, five o'clock in the fucking morning working. So trust me, I just want to make enough to buy a fucking bowl of Cocoa Puffs is the biggest lie you've ever told well, a group of strangers ever because you want money. You want a boat. You want to be able to provide for your family at the way you deserve. You want to be a lawyer and a furrier. Do not lie about your cute cocoa puffs line. Well, but here's, not buying it. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. Is this is this is how we change, right? And everybody had gone around the room saying they want to be rich, rich, money, money, money. And of course, being the punk rock contrarian that I was. Yeah, with your with your with your line drawing of your dog tattoo. Right? Yeah. With my <laughs> With my, with my furrier lawyer background, my pedigree mm-hmm. in furs, yeah. At, se- at eight years old, walking yeah. around with a suit and a fucking, you know, mink coat. Right. <laughs> come to, I come just want s- Cocoa Puffs. Third, yeah. third grade, going like, hello, do you like my mink coat? It's fucking 94 degrees. Yes, but I'm a furrier. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But because I, <laughs> at, at that time, I didn't think that money met like i i, I meant it I, I did say it to be funny i mean i had other yeah goals of course you did plans. it was a lie it was a lie you it told a lie, lie to be funny it wasn't a lie i said it to be funny because if all I said you it had to was enough money to buy cocoa puffs i'd be fucked all, 
I would be, dude, dude, you would be miserable and you'd be sucking dick in parking lots. Absolutely. Because Cocoa Puffs is like $3. So if all you had was $3, you're fucked. That you could not live like that. You'd just go home and say, Dad, can I live at home in my old room? Because all I have is $3. And I don't want to spend that $3 on Cocoa Puffs because I just spend it. I just spend it on a CTA pass. $3 for Red Bull. Yeah, for Red Bull. Exactly. You know, I mean, come on. But, but the, the point is, I, I meant it. I just basically what I want is enough. This is why it's not a lie because I've always wanted enough to make me happy. Ah, but and, you're, and but at the time, your happy is a lot more expensive well, than it, mine. But Dom, think about it. At 18 years old, my <laughs> second day in college—not even se- like school hasn't even started yet. I'm just—I'm about to start college. My experience had been money's not an issue because we never had to worry about money. Uh-huh. Like we were never rich. We never had a, sh- you know, we were never, we were never rich. We were upper middle class, comfortable. We never had to worry about shit. But your dad was a lawyer, and and a furrier. Yeah, but that doesn't. You mean, were rich. But there's a diff- There's rich, and there's there's well to do. I mean, come on. Like he was not fucking Warren Buffett. He was not Trump. He was not. Oh, so uh, so that's that's the level of rich, rich. So you're only rich if you have enough money to buy buildings. My dad has bought buildings. They got into real estate too. Uh, See, okay. So all I'm, <laughs> you know, you know, you can deny, you can pretend. That's and I, Look, and I man. think it's, I actually think it's adorable that you come from money and all you want to do, you do, and all you want to do is is convince yourself or me that you didn't. No, and hang I on came, a second. I came from dirt-ass poor, so trust me, there is nothing you can say that can convince me you didn't come from fucking opulent, peeled grapes, this is goddamn come and rub my peeled feet, grapes. Marjorie kind of bullshit. I had peeled grapes once in my life, and that was at a Halloween party that we had at my house, where my mom peeled the grapes because they were supposed to be eyeballs, and some yeah, okay. fucking asshole, his name was Jason fucking Chilog, was like, these aren't eyeballs, these are grapes. Fuck that kid. Fuck Jason Chilog. Anyway... But this is an important thing. <laughs> we talk about nuance so much, right? There is no purity test. There is no absolute black and white. It's all this gray, misty bullshit that we live in, right? Yes, but you live definitely on the greener side of the gray. Okay, was my mist. grass greener than yours? Probably, you poor, gross, yeah. white trash motherfucker. Oh, I, gu- I guarantee you, I was living in a trailer for a good portion of time. I guarantee you your grass was greener. My mom's side of the family was not the lawyer for years. Yeah, yeah, I, had no, an no. Aunt, I had cousins and aunts. I would go and visit them and spend the night in their double wide. But I'm saying, you, not your family. I mean, I could, hey, who could, I could go back. I, I had a family Me. member. I, well, no. We I'm talking not about every, rich. Every time we bring up that you that, that you come from money, you always want to point to the white trashy side of your family and say, "See, they were poor. Well, no, <laughs> they they were poor. You were never poor." Okay, but there is a you difference don't get the between... street cred. You don't get the street cred, Mister Self Made Man. You no, don't. Look, I, yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to get the street cred. <laughs> I'm not asking for the street cred. What I'm saying is that there's a difference between. Making and I have no idea. My dad has never told me what he's made annually. He's like, ah, it changes every year because he works for himself, and I believe that. But he's never, and I've never uh, seen his tax returns. It, oh, he's weird yeah. about it, but whatever. I wonder why. I let's just say, let's just say that my dad is a self-employed private practice single attorney um, who on Saturdays would go and sell fur coats at his family's business. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that he was making. One hundred fifty grand, two hundred thousand dollars a year. 
that's a lot different than somebody who's making 300,000 or four, or a million or which is also but it's also different than somebody who's making $60,000 a year or $25,000 a year. We were we were arguably David, upper middle class. I just I'm some, not saying someone, we were poor. I didn't come from the someone, streets as but, someone who has never in his lifetime all the shit that I've done, I've never made more than I think the most I ever made was $63,000 a year, and that was as a director of events at Public Radio. I've never made... On my av- If you were to look at my average wage since fucking college to 35 years later, I would say the average amount of money I've made, on average, like take all the money I've made, probably $35,000 a year. So when you say that your dad, when you say your dad was making a hundred fifty thousand, what do you make right now? What do you make right now? What do you make right now? My base salary. Yeah, what's your base? Well, just okay. Since you have a base salary, because all I have is a base salary. But what's your well? Base I mean, we could talk. Well, and then if I if I count in the uh, benefits yeah. and bonuses yeah. and all that shit, what's your base? My salary? base is one twenty five. So you make $125,000 a year. Do you know how much I make as a casino manager in Vegas? How much? $38,000 a year. Okay. It and, wasn't long ago that I was making that much. And my, I think I made 29000 years argument, ago. And my argument is that your version of happy is a lot more expensive than my no, version of happy. No, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at is that okay. I don't. I don't need to. I make this joke with my buddy Billy, where um, after being unemployed for three years, I got a job and I was making sixty grand a year, and then I was freelancing, and I ended up making, I think that year maybe like with all the freelancing I was doing and the main job, I was. I think I hit like a hundred grand, and it was like I was rolling in fucking money. I was single, I, you know. Dude, I don't know how. When you say you make one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, I don't. It's, and it's not like a. a it's not an envious thing because I don't really envy it because you work until you can't see straight. But I wonder to myself, what the fuck do you do well, with that goddamn much money? I mean, I can't even yeah. imagine what you would do. What do you spend $125,000 a year on? Because I can't even, I mean, honest to God, and I'm not like throwing shit your way. Yeah, yeah. I simply cannot conceive in my brain what I do with $125,000 a year, unless I just I, went to a fucking palace station and just started just throwing $100 bills into fucking slot machines yeah. and well, walking around. Maybe I, I'd buy a fur coat from your dad. I don't know. Well, I'll t- <laughs> I tell you I, what. So you let's, when in, in 2010, when I was making that 60 grand, that let's just call it 100 grand because I was, I was freelancing like yeah. fucking, I was freelancing 40 grand a year plus the 60 yeah. base that I had. I was fucking insane. Yeah. Um, you were hustling. I, I was, and because I had been broke for three years before, I, it was just miserable. So what I did with that money, because I had, it was all disposable income, I started saving, and I bought, like the joke with my buddy Billy is, I, I bought umbrellas, and I bought belts, and I bought suits, and I just, I bought shit that I hadn't bought in three years. I was like, I'm just going to fucking redo my whole wardrobe, because I can right now. I don't need to. Can I? Can I ask a question? Because yeah. I'm just, I mean, it's, it's just all just sort of like, it's yeah. very, like I said, this is an interesting conversation for me, mainly because I think our definitions 
it's one of the things I think has been very interesting about uh, watching the radical left, yeah, the extreme left, the extreme right, yeah. and how much we can't we can't have any kind of real conversations between these two sides of things. And I think it's because we're not talking about the same thing. We say the same words, yeah, but they mean completely different things. So when you say for three years before 2010 you were broke, yeah. define define broke. Because I know what broke to me is, but what define what did, what is a definition of broke to you in those years? Um, I had to move in with my dad because I couldn't afford okay. rent. Um, okay. I like legitimately would ration my chewing my gum. I would have to tear because I'm like I can't afford another pack of gum because I need that money for for what? Because it wasn't rent. Well, I needed that money for cigarettes and alcohol. Okay, so you still had money. So broke to you is living with your dad, which is fair. I think that's totally fair. If you, I mean, if you got a dad to live with, why not? You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade that way. But so you didn't pay rent. Were you working at all? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I wasn't making much. I yeah. So you I, spent I, money I, mean, I, was, I wasn't getting much. Yeah, I was miserably fucking. This is a whole like. I mean, uh, because that's the thing. Because that's the thing is, I'm trying to figure out what what David Himmel's version. Of because your version of comfortable but not rich is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That to me is ridiculously wealthy. So yeah, my question, I, I never my, had to live in my truck. Okay, that's, 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 so so what would you say? You know, in, in terms of broke, you're living with your dad, so you're not paying rent, which is cool. Um, what would what would you say your monthly income looked like? On on that basis during that time period, I can remember one month was. Uh, let's see, this was. Think of your I, worst I, month and your best month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my best month was probably fifteen hundred. Okay. But that came and went, and that was well, with yeah, another no, no, job I mean, that I got. My yeah, worst yeah, was probably, 50, I think I made $225 one month. Okay, that was probably right. the least I've ever made. So, so, okay. And like I said, when you say broke and when I say broke, they are drastically. And I sure. mean, and, and, and again, yeah. it's, not like, it's not like drastically different things. Because to me, broke was, uh, actually, broke was before I was living in my truck. Because at least, then that's what it says. I can say. I had a fucking truck. You know what I mean? I had yeah. clothing in the truck. But I'd say broke was, yeah, living inside my truck in Chicago for four months, um, playing my trumpet on the street for whatever change I could get so that I could eat. Right. And I can still say that if that's my version of broke, there's some guy walking around Chicago or maybe dead or whatever, yeah. or a guy here on this on, on Las Vegas walk around looking like a fucking sunburnt crispy, yeah. you know, like chicken finger. Like the potato like, chip ah! that got the French fry that got left in the fryer. Yeah. yeah. And and that guy's version of broke is even less than that it's, broke. And so right. it's an interesting thing. And I guess that's the reason I'm not again, I don't want you to feel like I'm just beating up on no, you. No, and it's but fine. It's, like I it's an interesting thing is that our version of broke our version of rich, our version of, they're very different. So we're really talking about completely different things. Well, I mean, when, you, I, when you say that you, you save, you know, you, you use whatever money that the change you made, you know, busking on the street, playing trumpet to get to eat. Yeah. I, I gave up food. Like I would put the cigarettes and alcohol. I was basically just 
drinking and smoking myself to death. Cigarettes, alcohol, Red Bull, and chewing gum. But you couldn't, you could, you were living with your dad. You couldn't go into his refrigerator and just raid the fridge. You were uh, not, it's not like you didn't, you had access to food. Yeah, that's it's not true. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you had access to food, so you could go ahead and say, I'm going to spend the money that I do have on cigarettes and alcohol, which is fine. Again, it's not yeah, saying that's, anything bad that's about true. you, but, but I mean, you had but look, access I mean, to food. But that's, that's just it. Like, I, this, I didn't have this access privilege, to food. This privilege that I have and that I had and still have is not lost you know, on me. Like, I. Could, could, could I, we do. Between you and me, yeah. and and I, and this is just because I cannot stand anymore the misuse of the word privilege. Okay. Could we just say advantage? Sure. The advantage, advantage. you had. Sure. Yep. I think that's yep. a better word, and it doesn't mean so much, and it's not loaded with so much bullshit. There's, I, in fact, I was talking to my dad today. Uh, the, the, he and Patty were over, um, dropping off this new desk, and we were talking more about the socialism America. Da 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 da. da. Uh, if we have the money, no, you don't scratch all that. Let me go back. Let me go back. Uh, I make 125 grand right now. Where does that money go? That was your question. Yeah. I just can't conceive of what you spend that money on. Yeah. It goes, we're fine. I'm not bitching at all, but like, no, no, I know you're not really fucking fast. We've got, we've got daycare to worry about. Um, you know, Katie isn't working a ton right now. Like a lot of people, you know, that are, are hard up because of the shit storm that's happening, you know, beyond our walls. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so thankfully I'm making good money that we can yeah, maintain our rent money. and our insurance and, or, you know, our, our, you know, everything that we have to pay for, including feeding the kid and eating ourselves. And um, the, the Cocoa Puffs, if we go back to the Cocoa Puffs idea, that has remained true. I want to make money, not so I can have shit. I don't need if I if I had money to buy an eighty thousand dollar car. I would like to think that I would buy a thirty five thousand dollar car, David, David. And then, well, hang on, you, and then I would you give the do rest have of the money to buy an eighty thousand dollar car. Okay, fine. Let's say I do. Fine. I'm just saying. You I don't do. know. You do okay. have it. Fine. If you make one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, I can. That means see you would have buying. It means it basically means you have forty, like forty-five thousand dollars to live on, and you could spend the rest on a fucking eighty thousand dollars car. And that's insane to me. That is fucking well, like, insane. Well, it's insane to me. What's because insane to me is that even if you bought a forty or eighty thousand dollars car, you'd still have more money per year than Dana and I have. Right. Well, here's and, what I would and, do with that so, money. So, so instead yeah, of spending I know what you grand, do do with it. Well, I I save the money. I I throw money at Literate Ape. I give money to charity. I um I pay for the kid. I pay for the our food. I you know I want money so I can not worry and so I can help people if they need it. That's so it's a peace big of mind. thing for me. It's peace of mind. Yeah, it's but, a peace but of mind. It's 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 a big thing for me. There's this, a, going back to the Furrier thing and the advantage of my family. During the Great Depression in the 30s, my great grandfather Lewis, um, he had I think there were two different friends that like they were hit hard during the Depression. They were fucked, and I don't know what fucked means, but they were hit hard yeah. enough that they had, and fortunately. Uh, and I don't know all the details, but fortunately, uh, Poppy Lou didn't, you know, he wasn't 
hit hard. Like he, every, everybody was hit hard. Obviously, people weren't buying fucking fur coats during the depression, but yeah, he had made the right investments or had saved enough or whatever the fuck it was. But he had, uh, he was okay. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, and he was so fine that he was able to loan his friends money to get them through the shit. And I'm, I think, and I'd have to check with Dad. I don't think he took their payment, their their payback. I don't think he made them pay him or made them pay so, him back. So it wasn't a loan. He gifted the money. I yeah. believe right, so. Cool. And, if, and if it was a loan, there was no interest attached to it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you can look at it like, oh, look at your rich great grandfather. What a nice no, man. I don't, but, no, but, that's not how I look at it. Yeah. But here's the thing: it is so so important to me that if any of my friends or my family needs anything, like if if God forbid something happened and you guys needed to make rent one month. If I could help you out, whether pay the whole thing or give you a hundred bucks to help or whatever. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. And, and I appreciate that. You know, that would never be an ass that I would make. You know that, right? I know, I know it would be, but I because want you to know. Because at the end I mean of the this. day, I'm if, far too fucking proud. <laughs> no, I, and I, and I, and totally, I, I, and I know that, but I want to be able to, help other I want to have enough money where I can take care of my family we don't need a bunch of shit we don't need a fucking $80,000 car we just need to send Harry to school uh, or daycare you know whatever yeah feed feed ourselves travel a little bit um, you know occasionally buy a fucking new shirt or new suit or new laptop just because I fucking want to you know fuck it right yeah yeah it's nice to have fun money but it's really important to me that I have that I'm able to help out charitable organizations, help out friends, help out if my brother needs money, like help out. That's important to me. So I want to be able to have the cocoa so, puffs and be able to share. So, so here's cocoa my question, and and, and 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 I yeah, because which I, I makes think me it, a socialist, doesn't it? Now? No, well, it does make you a fucking socialist. <laughs> but no, what I think is interesting about it is, like I said, it's it's all relative. Um, how much would you say out of that? Let's just, and we're just going to say, let's just say yeah. 125, whatever it is. Cause yeah. I know I understand there's taxes involved and all kinds right. of stuff. Like right. that. Let's just say 125 out of that 125,000. How much would you say in this last year you have used for that purpose to help people out, to just give away? What, 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 what would you say the percentage was? I mean, and, and this, again, it's, I'm just curious because your question, because yeah. that's the thing is Cocoa Puffs cost $3. Right. The rest of this. Right. So I'm I'm curious what percentage does go to that. I I, I don't know what the percentages. I can I, not enough. Okay, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, it's not it, enough. I know that we've given you know we've we've made well, donations I mean, if you don't to have, if you don't have people that are asking for money. Uh, yes, I, mean, it's I don't like, have yeah, people that, that are that's, asking, that's and I know that, that's a different that thing entirely. I know that we've but, given it like the you know the the causes you know during the last six seven yeah. months. Um, you know, we've given money that way. You know, not a a shit ton. You know, we're not benefactors. Yeah. Like you won't and say I our feel, name. I I actually feel kind of bad because I feel like I'm. I, I mean, I really don't want you to think I'm beating up on you for doing I don't, well. I don't think that's you not because the question that I'm really kind of coming. This is what I've been thinking a lot about: is how much is enough, right? And how much is more than you need. Yeah, and does having more than you need, like, is that more important? How how important is that? And that's what I and my sort of the way I've always lived my life is that 
And it's mainly because I've I have you know I've been I've been I have been legitimately in my opinion again to somebody that has had nothing ever right my version of broke probably looks quite opulent but yeah. I've been in my opinion pretty broke and survived just fine and my question and I guess my question is and this is in part and parcel it's not just directed at you it's because I've been yeah. thinking about this myself is like because I spend uh, I mean I like I like casino management. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to do this for another 10 years. This is not going to be a 10-year career. Right. right now, this is this is very much like uh, when I when I had to work at the tobacco retail shop for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, this is a job that I happen to be pretty good at that I, that I don't hate. It's, it's actually, I think it's quite fun in a lot of ways. But this is not the teaching or the theater management or the public radio where it's like, I'm doing this for 10 years. This yeah. is not that. Yeah. So my question becomes what's next. Cause I'm 54. Nobody's fucking hiring me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not getting hired cause I'm no longer the young fresh guy. So what do I do that makes enough money? Cause I'm not looking to make more than I need. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's right. kind of my balance. So I guess re- maybe the reason all this is coming out is because I've really been kind of thinking a lot about how much is enough? How much can I do at the at the baseline? Because, you know, that's the thing yeah. I think it's interesting well, is the kind of, like writing, I've thought about writing. Writing doesn't pay. No. Not the not the kind of, I mean, the thing is you're, you, you do very well with the writing primarily because you write the kind of stuff and the way that the, that you know that kind of writing pays. Well, but I finagled it into a, a marketing creative yeah, director. Well, I mean, yeah, and you've done very that, well. That you've turned yeah. that into a really good thing. Yeah. I think that makes you very very smart, and I like that. My kind of writing. I've been working. We were talking about this before we started recording. I'm working on uh, my next book, which is the problematic movies of the '80s, which I'm so and excited about. I'm so thrilled I'm, that you're doing. I'm this, having yeah. a, I'm having a ton of fun with it because I'm really working on it, and Dana's helped me with a lot of this stuff. But one of the things that I've recognized. And the way I write is my writing voice is not um, going to make a ton of fucking money for myself or anybody because it's just a bit more caustic than people are willing to. And I and I won't cut well, the corners. Yeah. I won't cut the corners. And, you know, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's decent writing, but I also think. uh it's no different than sitting in a bar with me and going, hey, so what's going on? Let me tell you about these movies I saw. You know, it just got that kind of vibe. But people so like I don't think that. I'm people ever gonna, do like yeah. that. But and, I don't think I'm yeah. ever going to make a lot of money writing, but I think I can make enough to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like one of those things. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. So, so that's been on my mind. So it's not like I'm suddenly going, David's rich and I'm not. That's not where this is coming from. It's really just, I've been thinking a lot about how much is more than I need and how much is exactly what I need plus a little bit extra. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of where my brain's at. So Because you want you want to be you don't want to be panicking every time you you know have to fill up the tank in your car or every yeah. time you buy a pack of gum or Red Bull or a pack of cigarettes, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Like I, I want a little elbow room and I want I yeah. want everyone to have a little elbow room, and that's what makes me a social. Like, you know, like. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, it, to be honest, and now that it's, it's, you just mentioned that, and I thought about it, it's like, wow, okay. Now, when you say it that way, again, it's like the you know, where's the line? Yeah. I would argue because you're living in Chicago, you're hundred twenty five thousand dollars. 
is maybe more like $60,000 here. Right. Yeah, that's exactly because right. Because yep. this, this, the thing about it is I make $38,000 a year, which is kind of less money than I've made in probably 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, since yeah, maybe, maybe not 30 years, maybe 20 years, right? But what's really interesting about that is that that $38,000 stretches much further in Vegas because yeah. this is the first, and I will say this, this is the truth. They say, and it's one of those things they say that that uh, you should not pay more than one third of your monthly income for living, right. like for a living space, right? Right. And it and 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 in Chicago, that's like the most unfucking realistic number because are you fucking crazy? But I can say in Las Vegas, I'm paying just a little bit under one third of what I make every month yeah. for a living space, and it's like. This might be the first time, other than when I was living in my truck, that I've ever <laughs> lived in a place that I've paid for that has been even close to that third. Yeah, well, I think you used the word opulent a, a little bit ago, and I think that that is re- really paramount to what we're talking about here. Because there's opulence, and there's getting by. Like, growing up, we were never opulent. My Yeah, no. Never opulent. Uh Maybe even we could have been a little more opulent, but never, 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 never. My dad fucking, I mean, half the reason well, he's that a my, saver. He's a saver. My dad he, is a saver. A very, he is, he he's very frugal. Fucking Aldi. Yeah, my grandpa yeah, was know, the same way. Like they he's don't. He's a saver. There's people that have money don't just have we, money. They 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 we manage had it well. Fucking months of argument over this desk that got delivered today. Cause I was like, all right, dad, look, we can just hire a dolly person for like 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks <laughs> to take it. To, that way you don't have to load it into the van and bring it all the way up here and then take it back. And it's this whole thing and da, 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 da. We'll just get it done. And then it's out of the house. You don't have to worry about it. 150 bucks. Peace of mind. Yeah. Boom. Right. And dad's like, I don't want you spending money. 150 bucks, 150 bucks. Da, 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 da. We'll bring it up. Okay. You really want to fuck it? Like I would have gone either way. It's fine because he came up and he got to see Harry. It was a great afternoon. Um, but like I also can look at 150 bucks and be like, that's not going to break us, thankfully. No. And it makes well, see, 150 bucks wouldn't life break easier. me. Yeah, and it makes yeah. everybody's life easier. So I don't mind paying f- to make yeah. life easier. Like I don't mind paying for that shit. Opulence is it's different. Is you know, the no, thing. I and I I don't think that we'll ever be opulent maybe i mean opulence is up for you know it's it's well it's it's again it's a word it's just like broke it's a word that we all define differently because i when i hear you you know that's the thing is i hear you and i speaking about this very thing right and there's a part of my brain and maybe it's because i've been focusing so hard lately on sort of the whole problematic elements and the lack of diversity and yada 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 is is that what I, you know, that's the thing is I can think of people and maybe it's because I work at the wild, wild west. And so I see yeah. some of these people that man, they're, they're, they're desperate for their $5 free play so that they might be able to gamble yeah. enough to maybe make a pack of cigarettes that sure. day. I mean, literally yeah, I, I no, see and I, fucking on yep. the ass into life. Right. And, and I think to myself, like, okay, when we say, get by it means something very different than the guy living in the seagull suites and for those listening that don't know the seagull seagull suites seagull suites the budget suites these are basically they're they're long-term hotel rooms Mm -hmm. i mean they're basically they're basically hotels that allow you to rent month to month 
And they are the shittiest places to live, maybe in the history of shitty places. Oh, yeah. Other than than maybe my truck. And I'll be honest with you, given what I've seen in single suites, my truck truck is better. Your truck is way safer. Way safer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, as we talk about, and, you know, as we're talking about, and it's one of the things we talk about uh, culture of race, culture of the thing that I don't think we're talking about anymore and we talked about it with occupy wall street and i'm not i'm certainly not a socialist at all um but (laughs) one of the things i think is interesting is that the biggest you think i'm a socialist we'll talk about this next week all right um but no but the thing about it is the thing is i'm not a full-on capitalist i think it's i think it's keynesian keynesian economics talk about it next week we gotta stay on track (laughs) but on track what i would say is is that 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 everybody's got a different version, but we're not talking about the difference in class. Right. And class, this this class thing is is the definer yeah. of this American experience, where we do have a Warren Buffett who has so much more fucking money than any eighty people should have. I mean, not should, but I mean, just like can do what that the any fu- people I mean, have. That like most I said, have, yeah, I look, at, or will I have. look at you, and I say, and I say earlier in the conversation, what the fuck do you do with one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year? Yeah, I don't even have, as well as you, probably don't have a concept. What do you do with a salary of three hundred and fifty million dollars a year? What the fuck do you do with I that? I think about that. All the time. It's ridiculous. We're looking for houses right now. You know, we're looking to, to buy a house. And I had, you know, we, we've we've got a little bit of money saved. And we have money from the house in Vegas that I, you know, sold. Which I bought from a loan from family. So, sure. advantage, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah. 100, again, I am 100% yeah, you're not aware and one yeah. and a thousand percent grateful for yeah exactly all of the yeah. advantages. It's not like it's not like you're taking it for granted at all. No. That's not that's not who you are. And thank you for recognizing that because I I hate that more than anything is people that don't recognize their advantage and and the grateful and being grateful. Yeah, for no, what you're and I, I know. I, I know that's the thing is I, I you know it's like I I feel like I'm comfortable giving you shit about it a little yeah. bit yeah. mainly because I know. That, that that you're not the kind of person that isn't grateful for it, isn't aware. It's never been lost on me. No, my no. brothers yeah, are yeah, different, no, and that's why I get into fights with my brothers. I know so they are. Years. Yeah, I know they they've are. They've gotten better. <laughs> they've gotten better as they've gotten older. But anyway, anyway. Um, you know, we're, we're looking for houses. We want. We love to stay in the city, but the schools yeah. are shit with the oh, houses that we can afford and where we want to go and what we so need. So expensive. I. How the fuck. What the fuck are all these people doing? Because I don't 125 grand a year. That's not bad money, right? Like that's no, that's, that's great. I think money. that's quite fucking good money. Yeah, but I can't afford a fucking thing for I what know. we want. You know, with good schools and I mean, I, yeah. we can easily buy a house in our neighborhood. Yeah, but it won't. It won't have a a yard that we want from Molly. It won't have the yeah. things that we want and. Yeah, you make sacrifices with your budget, live within your means, all that bullshit, and that's that's fine. I'm yeah, we are we are okay with that. But that means we've got to leave the city. There's a really good chance we'll have to leave the city and go to yeah, Oak Park, and, and we and need you don't a lot more for Park. our money in Oak Park. I wouldn't mind living in Oak Park. I mean, it's not a bad. It's actually not a bad my, place. My pick is the, the city of Chicago, Oak Park, Evanston area. 
Eek. Uh, I know. Eek. But we can get so much more for our money. So, but even then, we're looking at houses that are comparatively fucking tiny. Yeah. To what people that make a whole lot more than I do, and they, and that's, right. I think it's opulent. They're probably looking at somebody else going, "Wow, look at their house." But I don't know how. What we want, if if we bought a house in Oak Park, let's just say it's a, th- a four bedroom with a basement. Two and a half bath, and this is I'm I'm talking druthers here. Like yeah, this is yeah, the, yo, no, this yeah. is the dream. If, if you're gonna, if you you're know, gonna dream, and a, dream, and a two car garage. Let's just say that that goes for. Let's just call it six hundred grand. Let's just say six hundred grand, right? Rice, that's a that's lot of a money. shit ton of fucking. That's money. a ridiculous amount of money. That's man. more than half a million dollars. I know, dude. I I can count. If I. Remember my whole gambling thing? I know about yeah, the, right. I remember that. The yeah, math thing. Was, the math yeah. thing. I'm good at that. To find <laughs> to find that in Chicago? Oh. It's millions. Oh, I know, dude. The, the thing is Our condo all here, you can been, afford you've been to our place, right? Have the you thing been to our is place? Yeah, yeah. Of course I've been to your Three, place. All you two, can afford is a condo. That's all you can afford is a fucking condo. And a condo that's probably in Chicago, not even as tiny. nice as the one we're renting right now. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's the thing. Is, the, the thing is, that's one of the reasons why I can say I am thrilled to be living in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yes, it's got its it's got its disadvantages and its advantages, but I got to tell you, what I got very things, few complaints. Is there something that you that you really want to spend money on that you really want to do or buy that you that you can't or you can't bring yourself because it's like no. I just I there's not okay. See, that's the thing, and and, and I've got it really one thing. I have one the, thing. Yeah, I want to say it's the heart. It's the at the heart of my question is I'm kind of debating all this stuff, and I think it's in a good it's a good place with the pandemic, with the economy just kind of going to shit. I really am incredibly grateful. I yeah. mean, like on a day to day basis, I'm fucking bowled over yeah. by the complete blind, stupid luck. That when I came to Vegas and thought I was going to be a freelance events guy, I am. I cannot tell yeah. you, and I just blind luck that I went. You know, I kind of need Dana doesn't <laughs> like the bowling. I kind of need to get something that's a little more steady than the than the freelance events. So how about I do this casino thing until yeah. you know whatever. Man, if I were doing freelance events in in Vegas right now, I would be fucking living in the street. I mean, there's there's nothing. Yeah. Because there's no events. The fact that I landed, not only did I land in sort of like a shithole casino, and I've learned for the last year and some change, casino, but I am I happened to just by nothing but sheer fucking stupid luck, landed at one of the very few corporations that when the pandemic hit, paid everybody the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's no way to, like, and what the kind of luck is that? That's the kind of money that I want, that when shit goes to shit... I, yeah. I'm still okay, and I can help other people be okay. So you want Steve Wynn money? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. I would take Bezos' money, you know? But like, but <laughs> well, then what yeah, do I, I do get... with it all? Like, I would give it yeah. away. I would probably... Yeah, there's so much of it. It's I crazy. Mean, but I guess I would buy but... a new boat, but, but I want to buy a boat so I can take my family and friends, so I can share it with people and do yeah, stuff, yeah. you know? It's not... But it's like, you asked me if there's anything I can't... Sp- I don't have money to spend on, and not really. The thing about it is, I know, like, like Dana and I, uh, we're going to go on a trip. We're going to go to Reno. I got two extra days off, so we're going to go to Reno, and we're going to get a hotel room and a nice place out there, just because, why not? Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's pandemic, so I don't know what the fuck we're going to be able to do a whole lot of, but I know there's some... 
There's some antique malls she likes to do. I mean, there's stuff to see. There's things. We've never been to Reno. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's check this out for a couple of days. We get to travel. <laughs> I miss Reno. traveling. Reno's pretty. I miss traveling. But I mean, we get it. We well, get a full area. Northern Nevada's pretty. Let me just yeah. say that. The, the thing is, we like to, Dana and I like to travel places. We yeah. like team retreats. We like to travel across the country. Well, right now, it's not like we couldn't afford financially to fly to fucking Europe, but yeah. Europe doesn't want Americans. They don't want so us. So that's and so they it's really not, frankly they should. Yeah, I, no, I'm I okay get with it. That. I totally it sucks, get that. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I get it. But we're not <laughs> yeah. flying anywhere for right. a long time right. because right now Americans are basically like we're a giant fucking leper we're colony. Lepers. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the fucking world, and that's not good. But you know, so is there anything you really there want is. to spend money on it's, that you can't? It's not that I. It's not that I can't. It's that it's it's just one of those things where it's like I, I'm I'm not willing to put. That would mean that I would have to cut back on something else, or. If, so you got to tell me because what could you possibly have to spend money on that would have you cut back? Years ago, years ago, I dated a girl whose best friend, uh, her husband, uh, this guy, he was uh, his name was uh, Armando Alvarez. And he was an artist. He lived in Gallup, New Mexico, and he had he he made his living painting and sculpting. And he was he's not yeah. he's not, and I don't think he'll ever be a Picasso because right like you have to die before you're a famous artist. Right? All that bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty true. Yeah, posthumous. But he was a he was a working artist and a really good artist and a fucking wonderful wonderful man. And Armando and I hit it off like you wouldn't fucking believe. And even after Carolyn and I broke up. Um, Armando and I still had this connection. So shortly after Carolyn and I broke up one of the times, um, he made a painting for me and it's the painting. I don't know if you remember it, but it's in the hallway of my apartment now. It's on yeah. Spanish rice paper and it's, it's yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, it's I, very I totally textured. Yeah. It's almost, it feels like Monet. I, Monet's my favorite, like, Art, it's got that you know, yeah, famous it's, it's, it's got some of that sort of fuzzy line sort of yeah. like you back up just enough it really cleans up yeah yeah and I, I get he it. and it's what it is it's it's sailboats sailing on Lake Michigan and this is when I lived in Las Vegas he'd never met me in Chicago um, but he titled it Lake Michigan and Lucky Jew ha 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 nice there but you he, go. he I didn't ask him for this painting we never talked about it. he just one day made me a painting and and gave it to me. And drove from New Mexico, drove from Gallup to Las Vegas to, to give it to me. Total fucking surprise. And I never properly got it framed. And I don't want to like, you can't really like put it in a, like a proper frame. It needs to kind of be matted and maybe like yeah. set back against glass because like the edges, because of the way Spanish rice paper you, is, it's very flimsy. Do you, do, you know, do you know how much money it costs to frame a painting? I know. That's a nothing. shit ton. Wait, what? Oh, Jesus Christ. You make $125,000 a year. You can afford to get a fucking painting This framed. is a big painting. It's like... It's a big painting. It's going to cost you maybe... 10 feet long and What's three feet high. What's it going to be a grand? What's it going to be a grand? I don't know. I think that it's going to be... I've got, I got a quote for it a long time ago. It was, was it like... No, two it was, grand? It was, over two, it was over a grand. Easy. It was easily okay. over a grand. Well, this is chump change, man. But it's not. Because here's the thing, Don, is I look at that and I go, well, that's too grand. Look, the painting is fine now. It's been fine for the last 17 years, whatever it's been, because it was shortly after I moved to my house. Uh-huh. But I could use that two grand and I could put it into savings. I can help 
pay, you know, help and help help uh, fund Literate Ape. I can give money to Gildas Club. I can I could buy a nice bottle of scotch because you know what, my fortieth birthday is coming up. We can go on a trip or you know whatever. You're it gonna is. buy a two thousand dollar no. bottle of scotch? No, but <laughs> holy shit! We with where the, the way the money goes is we still don't make enough. Where I'd love to be able to go two thousand bucks done. It's still a big. That is a big, big expense. That's a big expense for it. Did you hear the dog go? Is that? I did. Yeah, yeah that was a, that was like a perfect. That was a perfect uh, coda to that. He's like, "What? We don't have money? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. All right, so, let's six things. I don't know. All right, all right. Because <laughs> we could talk about this. I like this is a good topic. No, but, this uh, is good, and it's but it's hard because, like you said, it's yeah. all subjective. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I should just go. Fuck it. I'm gonna because my bank account right now, I don't have much more than two thousand bucks in there right now in my personal bank yeah. account. And maybe I just go fuck it. I'm gonna blow this month out, and it's gonna take some time to build it back up, but. Fuck it. I've wanted to get the same frame for years. So why not? For years. It's the thing. It's like an iPhone case to me. But if if God forbid, (laughs) knock wood, you know, if something happens to my job, I'm kind of so that that frame for that painting, that to me is is my this will get us through a month money. All right. Fair enough. Like that's all right. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first thing here is somebody, please give me money so I can get my painting framed. Uh, no, <laughs> my, my first thing, and I admit I'm late to the game on this, but Katie, we finally, she got, she watched it before and she got me to watch it finally. Uh, not that I was opposed to it, but it's just like, okay, fine. I've got the space to do it. Watch Big Little Lies. It was on HBO. Really? Is it good? Yeah. Yes. Because I didn't watch it. It's good. But if you watch it, I want to talk about it because there's things that kind of like the opulence thing. Like, was this necessary? Was the second season necessary? Did it satisfy us? It does a lot of weird shit to fuck with you. It's really good at like stringing you along and then maybe, oh God, was that the ending that, is that right? Ha! And it makes you okay. think. So, yeah, Big Little Lies. Uh, David E. Kelly was the creator. It was based off a novel, yeah. that, and I forgive, I, forgive me, I can't remember who wrote it. Um, but David E. Kelly, who did The Practice, and I think Boston yeah. Legal. Abby. Allie, Abby Allie McBeal. Alec McBeal, sure. Alec McBeal. Abby. Abby, I, Abby, 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 Abby McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, McD- Mc, uh, yeah. She, yeah, he did the Abby McDonald show. Um, so he's really, you know, the guy's got, um, he married Michelle Pfeiffer. He's got pedigree. The guy's got fucking pedigree. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the acting is well. Yeah, it's got fuck. great actors. I mean, Nicole Kidman. I don't know. She's apparently a good actor. I didn't know. She's uh, amazing. Meryl Streep. Oh my God, she can act. Jeez. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Who knew those things? Right. All right. My first thing <laughs> is also a watch, um, and and I don't know if you have Shutter. Um, you, you, this, the, the horror streaming service. Oh Shutter. no, no, I don't. <laughs> um, I, I find, Dana wanted to watch some stuff on Shutter, so I went ahead and just got a year. You know, it's like what the fuck. And uh, uh, what, is one Yen, of the horror shows just the guy losing eighty times at the casino? Is it just no? Like, it's you know? not actually. Um, but uh, there's a, a, a <laughs> they have a lot of what they call Shutter exclusives. Yeah, and basically it's like HBO originals. It's like these are movies that were yeah. made funded by Shutter. And there's one that I watched the other day. It's got Samara Weaving, who I don't know if you saw uh, Ready or Not. No. She's really good. She's sort of like, she's kind of making her way in these horror movies. And she's fucking funny. And she's really funny. Okay. Um, and Steven Yun, 
from uh-huh. The Walking yeah, Dead, Walking Dead sure. yep. in, in, a, in an office. I think you'd like it because you've worked in an office of creatives, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's called Mayhem. The premise is that there is a pandemic. Ah. Good God. But the, pan- but the pandemic, this disease makes you for uh, a certain amount of time completely lose all inhibitions. So your ids run wild. And he's in, and so people kill each other and get fucking violent and fucking fuck, yeah. just grab anybody they can and just fuck them. And it's like, so, <laughs> it, it, and what it is, is it's set in an office building <laughs> where he's just been, he, I don't want to get too much away, but it's just making an office building and the <laughs> office building has been infected. So the government shuts the office building, like all quarantine inside the office building. And everybody's going fucking crazy. It's nice. very fun. Okay. And it's, it's called Shutter. Mayhem. Shudder, it's called Mayhem. Okay. It's really fun. All right. My next thing is, uh, I think you recommended this last week, but I got I to gotta double down on this thing. Taylor Swift's new album. Yeah. Right? Was I right? You were totally it's right. It's fucking great. And Bon Iver, or Bon Iver, whatever the fuck his name is, I've bon never Iver. liked yeah. any of his stuff. His stuff felt really self-serving and navel-gazing and nah, shut up. Uh, not, not digging on his talent, just saying, no, not for me. But he, not for me. He brings but it. I don't dislike that song. In fact, I, just, I, I love like it. I love that the song. The Bon Iver song on the yeah, Taylor Swift Exile. Album. Exile. Uh, well, I, I told Katie the other day, I was listening to it, and I walk out and, you know, whatever and she's out working in her area and i go uh the new taylor swift album give it a go she goes really i go yeah and you know who recommended that don and she's like what i go yeah it's that fucking good don hall is recommending taylor swift like who would have thought who would have thought yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. it's real fuck man and it yeah. feels here's the thing about it that that kind of like twisted me up is that it feels organic yeah like i feel you know, Taylor Swift, I've never really been her audience. Um, Me neither, yeah. And there's a few songs I like, but in the, whatever. Um, this one, I just feel like, oh, she stopped performing. I, I know that sounds weird because she just recorded yeah. an album and she is a performer, but... She, it feels like you're just hanging out and they're playing guitar and you're just listening on a couch. But without the, hi, I'm just going to sit here and play guitar on my couch. For yeah, it's, no, it's just like, super... Totally, it's, it's really honest and authentic yeah. and lovely. It's, yeah, I agree with you. I authentic, agree with you. Authentic. Yep. Better than organic. Authentic is yeah. where it's... Yes, that's what... Yeah, yeah. it's really got a all lot right. of that. Um, all right. So the second thing is a listen. Um, it's a new podcast. They only have one episode. He only has one episode up, but I think it's really funny. Um, one of the things that I've noticed in writing the uh, the problematic books of the 1980s, and it's been an interesting thing, it's like I've been so... And I know you know this. I've been so upset and frustrated with the strident left, mm-hmm. the woke, you know, and sort of their moral purity and their you culture and, war. You and Donald Trump, not just but, but Well, no, the, the, <laughs> the, the, and that's, that, there's, no, it's, it's, I, I, I get that. I don't agree with Kim's version of it. But, you know, yeah. one of the things I realized in writing this book is that I've been through this before. Yeah. Because Tipper, yeah. Gore, Tipper Gore and Jerry Falwell did exactly the same thing in the 80s. Yeah. And so, and I thought about it, it's like, okay, so how do I deal with, how did I deal with those people? How did I deal with Operation Rescue Anti-Abortion in Wichita, Kansas, where I lived? Right. How did I deal with the Jerry Fowell moral majority? How did I deal with Tipper Gore and her fucking parental labels of explicit lyrics? All this shit. 
I laughed at them. Mm-hmm. I didn't get mad at them. I just thought they were a joke. And so it suddenly hit me, oh, that's how I'm going to deal with the woke and all this cancel yeah. culture. It's just a joke. So there is a new podcast. It's called Culture Wars <laughs> with Andrew Doyle. And it is a really very funny take on all of the very strident moral purity that the that that are, is coming out of their culture wars, and it is very funny. He has comedians on; they talk about this kind of stuff. Very funny stuff. Right on. Uh, that's kind of like uh, Awaken with J.P. Sears, um, yes, who takes the piss out of that. Yeah, and I love J.P. Sears. I love J.P. But it, yeah, yeah, this is this is more like J.P. Sears if he had a talk show. Yeah. Okay. Like a podcast. Yeah. Uh, my last thing, I was gonna say, watch the uh, the Ax- Axios interview on HBO with, oh, uh, with Trump and uh, Jonathan Swan. So, oh my God, that's the funniest thing I ever saw. In it's my life. fucking wild. But instead of so maybe I'm getting like three and a half things today. So yeah, do that if you haven't done it. But go to it's literally only thirty minutes long. Yeah, it's a long thirty minute, but it's a fun long thirty minutes. It's a fun thirty minutes. And if yeah. you can just keep yourself from going. Holy fuck! This guy's in charge. Because it's like it's we've no, we've, this is not it's surprising. Like Stanley we've Kubrick. Yes. It's like Stanley Kubrick ridiculous. It's and like there are other Peter interviews. Sellers do it. There are other interviews. <laughs> it's like it is. It's like Peter Sellers is playing the president, and we're watching this fucking thing. It's like there are so other interviews where out, Trump goes fucking crazy. Real. We've seen this plenty of times, but this uh, time feels a special, like <laughs> just like especially neat. It's because so of everything crazy. that's going on, and maybe because of the way Swan reacts to him, and he, because well, he brought charts. Oh my God, the chart thing is the I, fucking funniest thing I ever saw in my he, life. Dude, see, like, look, he, he look. brought things for show and tell. What an adorable oh my little God. yeah. You know, here here's what I the colored. Thing. Look he, at what I colored. I used all the flesh tones I, uh, of the of the Crayola box. But instead of uh, doing that, or if you've already done that, go to literate.com yeah. and read. Uh, our, our columnist Chris Churchill, uh, he's been gone for a bit, but he's he's back. Uh, Chris Churchill saves the world is the name of his column, and he's got a piece called "Good Night Jimmy: Requiem for a Feathered Family Member," where he eulogizes uh, his his pet Jim, his cockatiel, his cockatiel, his cockatiel. and it is. I, I mean, he's bro- the only per- he's the only writer that can make me feel fuzzy about a fucking about bird. a fucking bird. He's made me consider getting a bird as a pet. That's how good birds. of a bird pet you've had birds. I my mom tried to raise cockatiels when I was in high school. Oh, I God. know exactly, and I fucking hate birds. I fucking hate so, birds. But so I, he made me really emote with his piece. I really felt lovely. About I it. was. Not that his bird died, but you know, I I feel so bad because one, like my heart breaks for him because like yeah, Chris is my boy and a pet the love family he had for his fucking bird. It's but, the sweetest story I ever read, and the personality and the bird, like oh. just it's such a good thing. And if you're not at least a little misty eyed or like ah, uh, then you have by no the fucking end, heart. Then you have no fucking heart and vote for Trump and then fucking die of COVID. There you go. Yeah. And my third thing is I, I, <laughs> I set it up. I set it up a couple weeks ago and said uh, that Umbrella Academy yeah. season two is coming out um, and that you should watch Umbrella Academy season one to get ready for it. Um, and I will say in watching Umbrella Academy season two, I am not finished, but I'm about two episodes left. Um, it is well fucking worth it. It yeah. is the weirdest, best goddamn. It might be the best superhero like comic book adaptation thing this side of Walking Dead when it was when Walking Dead was, was really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when Walking Dead was like at the height of really good, 
This is that fucking good because it's based on a comic, a graphic novel. It's funny. It's weird. It's... I've never seen... Let's put it this way. I've never seen time travel done better. Okay. This... Because it... Yeah, because... Yeah. That's all I'm going to say is season one is they've got to... They've got to prevent the apocalypse. Season two is... See, and you will like this more than anything else because you know what uh, this. I just want to. I just want to give you one taste to to entice you personally to watch this. Okay. To avert the apocalypse, they actually don't. <laughs> I, I'm going to give something away. They actually don't avert the apocalypse in the first season. The world is destroyed. Okay. And every living creature in it is destroyed. But they escape because one of them can time travel, but he's not good at it. And he ends up dropping, <laughs> yeah, he ends up dropping them one by one, one by one in Dallas, Texas from 1960. No. Yeah. Ah. And, and, and the end of the world comes nine days before the assassination of JFK. One so of JFK has, still dies. Well, we don't know that yet, but I will tell you that one, like, this is what's so funny is. One of them, uh, Space Boy, who's sort of like the giant, super strong guy, yeah. is working is working as a bouncer for Jack Ruby. No, at the strip you know? club. At the strip, at the strip yeah. club. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's funny. a lot of connections to the whole Kennedy thing, yeah. and it's it's remarkable. That's yeah. all I'm going to tell you. And I because of the Kennedy thing, and I know you're like Kennedy media about yeah. that. Yeah, is that I th- I actually think you would fucking love this shit just because it's set then and well, it's I mean, so much and it's, fun and it's superheroes like I I'm gonna and I haven't watched it yet and I'm going to watch Umbrella it's on Netflix right yeah it's on yeah. Netflix okay. it's so good it's so good man yeah I love it all right that's it boy this was a wacky show this was all over the place yeah I'm gonna go blow some money on something yeah I think you should go get that fucking painting framed I really do uh, I just. Get the painting framed and quit pitching. Do you promise you're not going to ask me for money in like I'm the never next two months? I'm going to ask you for fucking money. All right, because that's that painting is Don Hall. Dana need money, money. Well, then, then I say spend it. We're fine. Dana, are you guys fine? She, she can't hear you. Yeah, that's what worries me, Don. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.